friends, and welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a photographer and educator on a mission to help you find your passion, power, and purpose through entrepreneurship. So let's jump right into today's episode because this girl means business. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Girl Means Business podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I'm so glad that you are here. All right, so we are going to dive right into today's episode because it is one that I'm really excited and a little nervous for you to hear. Here's why. So today I am chatting with Lisa Prinsic. She is an expert when it comes to subscription and membership models for business. And in this conversation, I talk about a failure that I had in my business. And I say it's a failure because it didn't succeed the way I wanted it to. However, I understand too that failures always lead to learning experiences. But it's never comfortable to talk about things that you didn't succeed at things that didn't go the way it was planned. However, I also understand that by sharing these things, it helps us to feel connected because we don't want to feel like we're alone in our business. And through talking to so many extremely successful business owners, I realized that if you don't look back at the first thing you created in your business and kind of cringe a little bit or embarrassed by it, then you didn't start soon enough. And I say that and I look back at the things I have created in my business, both with Girl Means Business and in my photography business. And I have that feeling of looking back and going, okay, that didn't work. Or, oh man, I can't believe I did that. But it was all a learning experience. It was all something that I tried and I didn't succeed at. So I tried something else or I used it to figure out why it didn't succeed. So when I talk about the membership program I created that was kind of a flop in my business in this interview, in this conversation, just know that I have taken that opportunity and I have turned it into a learning experience. So I'm excited for you to hear this conversation today. I'm excited for you to learn from Lisa. She is incredible at what she does. She is a trained business strategist and the host of the Scaling Deep podcast. She helps her clients with business growth when they are worn out from chasing the next mass marketing trick, but they know they need to go beyond the word of mouth. She's a results-oriented deep thinker who has an innate instinct for seeing the value of a business and turning that into a pipeline of ideal clients. I personally got a lot of value out of our conversation, and I cannot wait for you to hear it. So here is my interview with Lisa Prinzik. All right, guys, I'm here with Lisa, and we're talking all about membership. So Lisa, welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. Yeah, it's so fun to be here. Thank you. Well, so let's get started by telling us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and maybe a little bit of your journey into entrepreneurship. Okay, so the journey part isn't a little bit, so I'll try to keep that really short. Um, Okay, so I'm Lisa Prinsic. My business is called Scaling Deep. I am a business strategist. So I focus on helping people really create the business model, which I know this is not fun words and topics to talk about and hone in on their value proposition. But I love, I love talking about that, especially to people who are newer in their business, because I think one of the reasons why we like flail for a long time is because we don't have a really super crystal clear value proposition, which is how we define 
what we do and how the outcomes we get for people and which is worth a certain amount of money, which people will want to pay for. And then, and not you know, being clear on that kind of holds us back from really starting to sell repeated results and which is what is the starting place for growing our brand. So that is where I kind of love to help people the most. And I call it business design. And that's uh, and now I've started focusing more on helping people do that through memberships. So that's what I do, who I am. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I am a Canadian <laughs> on the West Coast, um, a mom, all that stuff. <laughs> and oh, okay, so the entrepreneurship journey, I'll try to figure this out in a very, very short version. But it, it was a long journey. It's been, I've been in it for about 12 years. I would say clarity came to me probably two and a half years ago. And I'm starting to really see the results of that growth now. And I started out as a life coach in 2000. I think I took my training in 2008 where nobody knew like what that was. It was so funny. People like, what's that? Now everybody's like, there's so many, (laughs) but nobody knew what that was. And I meandered my way towards business, which was always like, I love small business. I'm very strategic. I love getting results for people. I love tangible things happening. I love seeing them. So I got really um, moved towards that and in a challenging way because I'd never really run or owned a business. So here I am a business coach, but it's really sometimes hard when you have a strategic brain that understands how to put everything together, but you don't really have the confidence of the framework. So one of my big moves, I'll just mention because I think there's some really good tips in here is, is getting some training in how to like be a strategist. And I did that in 2015. And that kind of gave me frameworks and templates for me to be able to then to say, walk some of my clients through some processes that I still use now actually with a lot of them and uh, give me some like ideas on how I could take everything that I loved and wanted to do and turn it into a, almost like a, not a program, but like a, uh, an intensive, like I, the way I offer my services all kind of follow similar processes. Like it's like, first you figured this out, then you figured that out. And not exactly in all that order when I work with people privately, but it's, it's given me my IP or my framework for how I work with people. So that was, and then since then, you know, I've just been figuring out, narrowing my brand, niching more down. And now I've really landed on I love business models. I will continue to do that and then focusing more on memberships. So that's me in a long-winded story that... Trust me, that is, not, that is not long-winded at all. I've had some people that tell their whole life story in like 20 minutes. I'm like, <laughs> okay, we got to wrap this up. Um, but I love... So one of the things that you... Well, you talked about a lot of things that I absolutely love, like value proposition, I think is such a huge part of knowing like what you bring to the table. And then too, like you mentioned you know, that you were helping people build a business or run a business when you hadn't really had experience with a business. But I think that it's really interesting to think like, okay, it's not even so much about the experience that you have. It's more about like, do I have a different viewpoint? Not even viewpoint, that's not what I'm looking for. But do I, does my brain work in a different way that can help people? Like for me, example, I was talking to a lady earlier yeah. today and she is all about systems and organization. And my brain does not go to organization. Like that is not my default setting. And I was like, I love that. I like, I need your help. Like I need her to show me how to set up systems and organize things in my life, in my business. Even if she is not like someone who has a ton of business experience, quote unquote, but she can help me organize things, then I'm going to go to her as an expert. So I don't, I think that idea that we have to have 
you know, years and years of experience in the business before we could teach somebody about how to build a business or how to do something in their business is just a lie we tell ourselves. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. Well, I think, but I think the diff, the, okay. So perhaps I think in, it's challenging though. And I'll, I'll point this out because the reason why I moved towards it partly was because I had a lot of exposure. I'd worked with in small business since kind of corporate social responsibility, which we had like a small sort of small business focus on, on one of the kind of programs. So I had a lot of exposure to, to impact driven entrepreneurs and really mission based businesses. So I was really drawn to it. And then a lot of my first clients were business owners and I did help some people really start and launch some things and actually a couple nonprofits that were still um, not relying on grants. Like they were, they were making, they had to make money (laughs) as a nonprofit. So I, I did have, well, social enterprise is the word I'm looking for. So I did have a lot of that experience, but it was, it, it is interesting because as a business coach, this is where it gets tricky. And this is why I call myself a strategist is I don't really coach people. A coach, because I took coaching many years ago, I know that it's really, you know, you're meant to let the client lead and you're not supposed to lead them. It's not really the purity of the skill set. Almost like counseling, right? If you're being really true to the name, you're not leading them. You're not telling them, what they should do. I do believe some businesses businesses need mentorship to some point and guidance. So that's where I come in and I do give them um, some like guidance and lead them towards working on certain things. Like you need to know your package. Like you need to know what are you going to get for people? This is the thing I do, like probably the first and the most is like, how long is it going to take for you to get this result? What is the result you want to get for people? How long is it going to take? Let's package it up. So that's like, and I'm, you know, I'm creating actually going to create a, uh, an offer on that because I really feel like a small offer because I just want really people to understand that you've got to get this kind of idea of like my perfect transformation that I'd be getting for people <laughs> is this. And I want to sell this over and over again, because that's when a brand starts to grow. So if you want to think about scaling, you want to think about marketing, this is when it, the takeoff point is when you have a thing you do over and over again, and that's a business versus a skill set. So I think that, you know, there's a lot that I've learned since then. I was still helping people well. And of course I was charging accordingly. I wasn't charging as much as I charge now. I mean, it's, it, it, it did make sense, but what I could have done, which might have been a little easier and faster, is get a tangible skill set. Because your system as an organization person is a tangible skill set that isn't, that has got some like 
real practice to it that is applied versus guidance and general guidance and mentoring. And I think that's where we can kind of hack that to some extent by going in and being like, guess what? I'm a Facebook ads expert or I'm a something else. And that's when you can get in there and grow your own business by growing other people's businesses or whatever it is you do with something that they don't know how to do that you do better than them. It's hard to sell somebody who's say making like $400,000 in their business and you're making 60. Like what really can you teach them unless you are positioning yourself as a life coach for business owners? And that's, I think where it's like nuanced, but I wanted to break, like really um, talk about that because I think it's, there are ways around this, like don't (laughs) despair, (laughs) but it is also good to face when you feel like you're not really offering something specific enough. And that's the thing I tell everyone is it's got to be fairly specific. Like you need to meet a need, you need to get a result. And if you don't have that market where you can just sell the build a life and business you love, which I, you know, I've thought of that saying long before I even knew who Marie Forleo was, but you can't get away with it when no one knows who you are. You can only when people know who you are. So in the meantime, you have to figure out what is the thing that you're going to do for people and how do you just talk about that and then get grow in that way. And then you can actually broaden your message a bit more. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm basically going to use you as a therapist today because I feel like you're going to have a lot of insights to help me out. Um, Okay. So just to kind of give a little bit of background on why I was really excited to have you on the podcast. So we're talking today about adding a membership feature, adding a membership program to your business. And this is something that I added to my business and twice, actually, I launched it twice. I launched it, it failed. I rebranded, I repackaged it, I launched it again, it failed again. And so it's something that I believe is a really valuable tool in a business. And I see it working in other capacities. And I want to figure out maybe what did I do wrong? What can I do differently? And like, what are the foundation pieces for memberships? Because I do think that this is, it's not just a trend that is taking on. I think a lot of people are kind of jumping on it as like this new trend in a business is to create a membership, but they've been around for a long time in different formats. And aside from being great. I think it's a meaningful trend. I oh, think, yeah. I think that's why it's happening because I think it's, I, well, this is the, the position I'm taking on it is it used to be this ad passive income to yes. your or monthly recurring revenue to your, to your business and basically do nothing. And you've got a new way of earning. And that was like when it started. And now like, at least the way I'm positioning it is you, people want more, they want more service. They're sick of being sold stuff that they can't get results from. And it is your commitment to offering longer term, lower priced uh, access and service to your clients and getting them better results. And it almost shows that you care, which in this post, that's not post pandemic, but this, you know, this new way of, it's not about the BS anymore. You know, it's really about the, it's not about the sales. It's about the people. I think or honoring people and and online business community is being kind of called to that a little bit more. Well, I'm happy to help to call it to that a little bit more. And so I think that's why I, I think it is not just a... So, so anyways, that positions the conversation a little bit differently when you think about it as what was done before isn't what we need to, how we need to yes. do it now. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited to kind of break down and dive into why memberships and how, like the why behind why they're good and the how to get started. Because if anyone's listening to this and thinking, 
they want to add something, or maybe they're going in the direction of building a course. I know you have a lot of thoughts on that. So we'll get into that, but this, I want this to be something that is, you know, not just here's how to do it, but here's why you should do it. And so I know my why for why I wanted to create a membership in my business was, and I, we talked a little bit about this before hitting record is that I have spent so much money on these static courses, as I call them, like they are, you pay one time, you get the content. It's very hands-off from the creator. Um, and it's a great passive income for them because they set it and they forget it. They, they create the content one time and they're done. And people are charging hundreds and thousands of dollars for these courses. And I know very few people, myself included, that have ever completed a course for one because they usually get started and they end up just living in a file somewhere on your computer or you never, you forget your login, you can't get into the access it anymore. Um, two, life gets in the way and you don't, you don't finish it or, or it wasn't valuable enough. Right. You didn't, it was, you might have finished. finished. Yeah, exactly. And two, I don't know anybody that has ever said this course that I took was life-changing. Like, oh, see, that's not what the marketing tells us. So it's like, that's why I always say like how many people of the 5,000 people who buy this course every year, some of the big ones that sell at that level, how many, like, what is the percentage of people who actually get the really good result of the amazing result, the ones that are advertised? And then what are the ones that get like some results and they're like pretty satisfied? And then how, what's the percentage of people who don't get like enough or anything or shouldn't have bought it in the first place? And that's the issue I have with that kind of sale, selling is that it looks like anyone can, and of course anyone can, but lots of people aren't ready and they won't yes. get value from it. So, and of course, then, then they add the lifetime access to make it think like it's going to be Oh, like that kind of negates that issue. Right. So yeah, we both talked about this earlier. <laughs> it is a challenge. So you, so what you wanted, cause so tell me a little bit more, cause you were telling us the why you wanted to yes. do it differently from that. Yeah. So I figured like, okay, you, the options on the market are either you buy these one-off courses and maybe they're a little more cost efficient, you know, effective because they're just a couple hundred dollars. And like you said, you get lifetime access or at least when this was when I was starting my business, these were the options. You have the free go to Google, type in what you're looking for and read a blog post. The next step is you buy this one-off course for X amount of dollars. You get little value from it, if any, or you go and spend thousands of dollars working one-on-one with a business coach, a mentor. And I was like, there has to be something in between because either you're paying a ton of money, which I've also been burned on where I spent tons of money with working with a mentor and walked away feeling just completely like a waste of money. And yeah, I got a little bit of guidance, but it wasn't what I needed for my business. And now like the, if it does go well, you've spent a ton of money working one-on-one, you get that personal attention, but not everybody can spend thousands of dollars or no, I not for long-term, right? right. Like, so it's like, yeah, yes. it's good for, I mean, as I said, I, that's partly why I have, have organized my business the same way is that I offer like a, a, a VIP intensive and it's like, mostly takes place in half a day. And it's actually all that I need. Yeah. And, and then with the 30 days of support, because I realize that people don't need to keep paying lots and lots every month. They, they just need the clarity. We get yes. them up front yeah. and then, then they're, so yeah. 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 So okay. I wanted to find something in that in between something that was a little more affordable than the one-on-one help that was a little more personalized and customized 
and that was consistent. So it wasn't just here, let me throw a bunch of content at you and then you figure out how to, how to apply it. So my, my vision for a membership program was to have sort of like mini monthly topics and you work through that topic with me in this membership program and you say, okay, so we're working on building a business. So maybe, so this month, our topic is going to be around building your your email list. And we're really going to dive into, we're going to have applicable pieces that you can start putting into action right now to see results. So it's not like I'm going to throw 10 things at you and you're going to do all 10. We're going to focus on one thing at a time and build those building blocks in place so that you have a foundation. So So that's the content, but I need to draw you back a little bit and ask you like, what else are you selling? So, so I get that that's what the outcome is for the the clients or the the people who might be the members. But I want to know, kind of like, how does it serve you as a business owner? Because I, that's that's also part of the conversation. Is like I want to create this because, um, you know, I think that's important to think through because it if it. It's like when we look at things only from one perspective, we don't get the full picture of what's possible maybe. And I, what, what, because you're, you're coming too much from, well, if I was a, a and I've done this so many times now that you think about now what I think about it, if I was a, a buyer, here's what I would want. Or if I was someone who, who could create some kind of program, this is the one I would want to take. And then we create it, but then it hasn't really fit our own business model. So maybe that's why I'm curious to know why. So why I create, why I wanted to create it. Or your own, own business. Um, yeah. It's funny. I don't know that I've ever asked myself that question or really even thought about that because it's always been about, well, what can I do to serve my audience in a better way? And so if I really break it down, I think, honestly, I did like the idea of the recurring income. Um, and I want my business to be like I, I call my, like I always kind of brand myself as like, I'm the business BFF. So I don't want to be standoffish. I want to be hands-on with my audience. And so yeah. I want my audience to feel like they are working with me and not just buying something from me, if that makes sense. So how do you, yeah. Okay. So how do you sell? What do you normally sell? And the, I guess that's a question to ask. Like, what do you normally sell to your clients? Um, well, I do offer coaching. So one-on-one coaching. Yeah. Um, and then I offer, you know, I have like right now just kind of one digital product that I offer, which is around email right. marketing, but that's really all I okay. have currently. Cause I'm still, you know, like I said, I'm kind of, the podcast is my main value give value add. Um, yeah. and then I, the, the membership was going to be, cause I, you know, again, like a lot of people think, okay, well you're going to create courses. I don't want to create courses. I am will. I want to create digital products that are going to help you with your business, but I don't want to necessarily create a course that you're going to not, not get a lot of value from and not complete. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so for, for the purposes of this episode, which isn't quite like a private deep dive session, which I would ask you way more questions and, and probably um, understand, like ask you more details about the business. I'll, I'm just going to give some like reflective feedback on that. It's like, so, and also an example of what I did for my little membership that I started. So I, I think it's really hard to grow a, a low-priced membership program when you serve one-on-one clients because you're not a volume business and 
you haven't amassed the crowd that's going to just be like, oh, I, I want access or I want to see what this person is doing. I've been following her for a while. Like people can just reach out and call and talk to you. Like it's not, you're not inaccessible. So you're not built, you know, you're not, you don't have like a, a 10,000 person Facebook group and you know you're going to get 1% of people sign up for that. Like just because they'll try it out. So that's like a hundred people or mm-hmm. something. I don't, I don't do math well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, well, yeah, that would be, that would be like a hundred people. So that, so that's a good odd, a way, like good odds to start or not odds. Like 1% isn't super high conversion rate, but it's, it's decent. Mm-hmm. And it's, if you have that volume business, then, then you can. And I think but if it doesn't really fit within your business model, like you have to kind of think about it. Like you can't have a volume, you can't have a, a, a low volume business and grow volume product like without having a system for it, like a tiny offer where you're through putting Facebook ads money into it or something like that. It just doesn't work because it you don't have the the systems that can sell like that. You have to sell. You have to have a a way of, of selling to people that is a little more imperson not impersonal, but selling more like a product and, and selling a brand. And if you don't have that set up and you don't sell like that, normally people aren't expecting it from you and they're not going to buy it. And of course, you're not for, I think yours was maybe $27 a month. Yes. Was that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I looked it up earlier and that isn't something that you're going to do personal selling for. That's not something you're going to say, Hey, so-and-so I was thinking about you. Do you want to join my membership and like call 10 people and ask them to spend $27? Like it's not really the style of that kind of program. So it's kind of like a mismatch in people's brain, I think. And so that's one thing. And then the other thing is that it, it is like, again, it's a marketing style. Like, okay, so this isn't a classic example. So like Amy Porterfield, for example, has like a, here's her webinar style. And she does her webinar style based on her personality and based on what her crowd expects from her and it sells for her. But could you imagine, like she tells people in her, you know, her courses that here you can have my whole, here's how I sell my webinars, but it doesn't work for other people. It's like, no one is going to buy you, but from you, talking like Amy Porterfield on your webinar or doing it her style. Mm-hmm. It's just the whole, here's what I'm building up to and I'm going to tease and hint and then I'm going to da, da, da. Like that dramatic, like it's like going to an orchestra and expecting this, you know, same experience at the coffee shop. Like when someone's just jamming, it's, you're just, you wouldn't want it. Yeah. So that is part of the mismatch, the selling style. And it also, you, I would also ask the question, like, what need does it fit within your business? And that is the other question. And that's something that we've talked about on at the summit. Um, I, I host a profitable membership summit. And it's something that I really love to talk about when you talk about design is like, what need is it fitting within your business? What is the purpose of it? Because you want to know why people would take it and why and how it works for you in terms of getting your customers or your sort of clients along further on their journey. And I always say like, is it the thing they need before they buy from you one-on-one? Because that's the main thing if you're selling that, like I know that's the main thing I've been selling for you know many years. Or is it what they need afterwards? Like So to continue the growth and the learning. And so I think that's where you have to really believe in it for your business model and not just look at someone else's template and go, oh, that looks like it would work or that looks like it's working for someone else. It's got to be so individualized 
And that it's like like anything we do in business, if we're if we're looking at we can look at examples, it's okay to know what's out there. But then we have to find our exact way of doing it that suits our, our personality, the way we serve, the value we stand for, and the way we want to continue to serve. And that's how we design it. So in my case, for example, I launched my membership with like five people, <laughs> but it was a $2,000 a year program. And I also locked people in for a year or six months to, I said six months or a year, mm-hmm. and they all took a year. And it was for mostly for people who I'd already worked with. And so funnily enough, I had one guy that came in and decided it he needed the private instead. So he actually like upgraded a little bit and did the intensive instead. Because it was really designed for people to continue the implementation without the high price point, but not a low price point because I'm coaching them. We show up three times a month and they get coaching. They get live time with me that would normally cost a lot more. Um, I love it because I get to hang out with people who are my fan, like fans, meaning like they want to learn from me mm-hmm. and I get to figure out what they want, how they see their problem. Like it's really more dynamic. So it's almost like, it's almost like I'm getting customer research for free. So I look at it like, Hey, I could spend this time analyzing my market or my audience and asking questions on Instagram, which, you know, never is really my thing. <laughs> or I could, or I could just hang out with people yeah. being an extrovert. I, and I, I love it. So it's so simple. I started it up. I sold it. I created a Google calendar. I set up some times. I asked them if there's any times that don't work. <laughs> I gave them my couple of freebies, like free, not freebies. I gave them a couple of my tools. Like I have a, mar- a messaging toolkit and a marketing roadmap. And I threw that in there. And okay. That was it. So oh, I didn't even have a community <laughs> to start. Cause I said, this is a coaching membership, not a community. Yeah. So the example with that was that I fit the need in my business model. It wasn't a low cost, like under a hundred dollar low cost. It wasn't based on volume. So I knew I had time to add a few more people and continue to work with these, this group and see what they needed and what worked throughout the year. And I think it's successful because yeah. I, and I didn't have a big list. So to get that many sales was impressive. Like I didn't personal sell for the first time ever. I actually sold to all these people who were like, had bought something from before, were past clients. And, and I've started putting my, a lot of my more newer business owners who I do an intensive with, I've added that into the package. So now they get that six months or one year, I can't remember what it is now, automatically. So now they're like paying for it up front, getting the value from me and staying with me so that they keep doing the work and keep being reminded that the plan is still the plan and that they have to just do the work. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. My brain is So I know no, that's a my lot, brain's but it's like just spinning. so, yeah. it's just so like, as I said, like, this is the thought that if we can put into like, what do I know they need? Not what do I think they might want? Like, what have I observed over time? It's like, I'm going to feel the need. And I did it so passionately. And I think that's why I sold to my list. Meaning like they all I think knew me. One person had, didn't really know me personally. Uh, they bought because I was convinced this is what they needed. Yeah. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, photographers, are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. 
You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides, trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a -a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community, where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passions, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. Okay, so I want to back up a little bit because I think for like anyone who's listening, who's thinking, okay, I have this business doing X, Y, or Z. And you're saying like, really know like your reason for starting it and how it fits into your business plan, your business model, all that kind of stuff. So I guess like, like simplify it for me a little bit. So what should somebody be looking for to say like a membership is right for my business? Okay. So they have some kind of service. It could be even ongoing. Like, you know, you could be like a VA or a marketing content or social media. And there's something that people always continue to ask you about something they always need um, that you're noticing or something they're not doing (laughs) or the chat. Like I even have like my biz bestie is a web designer and a lot of her clients come to her and she does these great websites for her. She hasn't done a membership yet because she's too bogged down running web design agency. I mean, it's like, it's complicated. Right. And and they're always like, then, then they're like beautiful website. And then what? Like some of them are sophisticated business owners that have their content stuff going on, but a lot of them don't have the content or the, some of the newer ones don't have the email set, like the email systems. And so she could definitely do a membership for post clients who are, have to do the marketing piece and put it together and have questions about how do they do the marketing around the website? Like, what is the lead magnet that they should choose? Like, cause she understands copy. She right. understands all this stuff. So it's kind of based on your skill set a little bit too. And look, what is, what else is it that people don't get enough help with or need more of? And it could come before they work with you. Like if you find you have a lot of people coming to you that aren't ready for what you offer privately or in a big high t- higher ticket program, or it could be something that they need afterwards, or it could be something really specific because specificity is where we get the money. <laughs> to be yeah, honest. exactly. 
do you find that it works better because, and I don't know why this is just now like a light bulb moment for me. Do you find that it works better to have a membership for your previous clients going forward than for cold clients coming in? Because I, I think that when I, when I think about like my own experience with membership program that I created, I think I was trying to create a membership for people before they worked with me one-on-one when in reality, I maybe should have done it the other way around. I mean, I've seen it done both ways. If they're your warm audience, then maybe if you have a very engaged, like warm audience, it might work. Podcasting is different. It's a warm audience, but it's not the same as like having some kind of already created group where everyone's chit-chatting all the time and you've got some people that you know are really engaged. I think podcasting, I think it's a little hard to convert. You know, people don't just run over after a podcast and decide to like sign up on the website or buy something. Like it does happen, but it's got to be very specific to a need. So I would say if you have a specific thing that you want to teach people, you can do it prior. Okay. Like if you know you want to teach people this one thing and it's so clear what it is that they're like, oh my gosh, I could take a course or I could get some, I could learn this and get Q&A opportunity to learn this, like for this price. This is amazing. And then you keep them yeah, <laughs> because they love the, the engagement, the price point works, et cetera. They get to ask questions. They, the questions start to meander to different things. And the next thing you know, you've got a membership that's not as specific. People are still staying for other things, but you're still drawing them in for one thing. Otherwise, it's always easier to sell something like this to someone who already know, likes, and trusts you and have already worked with you. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that that was maybe one of my mistakes was I was trying to sell to a colder audience or even a warm audience that just wasn't ready for that. But when instead, I should have been looking at, towards my past clients, like you said, the ones that I've already built that know, like, yeah. and trust factor with. Okay, so for something general, yeah, for something general. If you had something very specific that not a lot of people were offering, and you knew your your listeners or everyone wanted this one thing a lot of, and it's your specialty, I think you could do it, but it's got to be like really specific. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think of like like Jasmine Star has a membership that's based around the idea of like stock images each month. So each month you get these. It's so specific. It is. And it's specific to a certain style of images, a style of content. Um, and it works for her, you know, super successful membership program, but that's not for everybody, you know, that, and it is very specific. I think that's a good point is like, yes, you have to be very, and I, and I say this a lot on my Instagram and my social media and on the podcast. And it's one of the biggest like lessons I've learned in business in general is you cannot be afraid to get super specific in what you do. You know, like I, for the longest time, for example, with my photography business, for the longest time, I was like, I'll take pictures of anybody and anything. And you want me to take pictures of your hamster? Sure, I'll do it. But once I really niche down to like, who am I serving and what am I doing for them specifically? That's when my business took off. And so applying that to this podcast and the, the education business I'm creating, I still need to really niche that down even more and be very specific in what I do because I still am at that point where I'm like, I know who I'm serving, but I want to help them with all the things. (laughs) Like I want to be, I want to be the go-to person. And then that's not realistic because I'm not an expert in all the things, but I do have specific areas. I am very good at in my business that I can help people with. I would double down on that. 
I would double down on that. Like even memberships for me, like the, uh, it's like, it's not that I do anything different. <laughs> like yeah. I have a better knowledge on that specific model, but I still apply the same philosophy is that you can create your own like value prop programs. Like, you know, what is it your clients really like the transformation they want? How do you package it? Like, how do you want to do it based on like, you might want to do live stuff. You might want to do like mostly, I mean, I've got a client, one of my members, she's offering writing coaching, like email coaching, because she loves writing and she loves, and these are to man like middle managers and they're busy. So when they got an issue, they're going to want to like type, 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 type. They're not going to run off to an office like room and get on a call. Like they can, but it's so much easier. So she's actually got a service that's specific to what she wants to do. And, and I think that's where we have to hone in on that, that is more than then look at what everyone else is doing. Yeah. It's like, what is it that I actually want? I think that makes a big difference. I would rather coach than come up with a bunch of material on a consistent basis. I mean, I, the thing is like, I can say to my membership, oh yeah, by the way, you can have the all access pass to my, to my summit, like all these recordings of amazing trainings. And just you keep adding stuff naturally as mm-hmm. opposed to creating stuff for them. And they're a flexible group. And the main thing I'm offering them is coaching. So they don't expect every month something needs to be in my inbox that's tangible yeah. on it. And so you have to do what you feel like you can do naturally and what you love talking about. So yeah, I would double down on that, something mm-hmm. specific. And then people will work with you for other things. And that does grow. Like I have a, I have a, you know, a, a mentor. Well, I guess I don't even know if I call her a mentor colleague. <laughs> she, I'm in her, she's focused on sales and she's a great salesperson. I'm in her sales group. I actually don't need a lot of sales support. Like I, I find that I, but I really like the community. So I've kind of stuck it out mm-hmm. because it's a bunch of great, like women, some men, and they're all, they're all in that really great. And, and so it's like, I'm not in it. I'm not the core desired clients of the people in there that are really like going to stay in that group are the ones who really struggle with these sales conversations and they really struggle with like the following up and the closing big deals. But it doesn't mean you're not going to get the peripheral people like me who just want to develop a better relationship with her and the people in the group. Yes. Yeah. I think the community aspect is a big piece of it. I mean, there's a lot of groups that I'm still in like solely for the community aspect, not necessarily for the content, but for the community piece. Okay. So I want to kind of get a little more, um, specific on the how to do memberships, because if someone's listening to this and they're thinking, okay, all of this sounds great. The, the why behind why I want to add it, or I already, I have this idea for a membership program or a membership ad I want to put into my business. How do you go about doing it? Cause I know that part of it can feel a little bit overwhelming. Um, and I know some people go, you've got like Stu McLaren who like he's building a whole platform where you can go sign up for his platform. And there's places like Kajabi and things like that, that are geared towards helping people like host a membership program. Is that necessary? There's a ton of tech. Oh, there's, there's a, ton a ton of tech. tech. But um, it's, it's no go, different than course tech. Let's go basic. Yeah. Like what are the basic needs for building a membership into your program or into your business? Well, okay. So first of all, get to know what you want to deliver on a regular basis. And I like to say there's three main models of, of, for coaches, for consultants, service providers, there's the coaching model which I which I've got. So yes, I've got. I just threw up a Mighty Networks community, <laughs> but like it's not like I'm engaged. Like I'm not posting stuff in there on the regular. It's like you guys want to share something. Just they were emailing me. I'm like, can you? Okay, here you go. <laughs> Here's a spot, and and share the learning idea, right? And then um, 
but there's also the education model. So if you have a, an education focus, like I want to give them templates or courses every month, then you might need a platform. And that's like, I, I mean, I like Thinkific. Uh, I don't, I mean, there's, there's tons, there's so many, right? Yeah. And, and then community wise, you know, how many people love or hate Facebook? Like I know mine are like, nope, not interested in Facebook. I'm like, okay, I'll give Mighty Networks a shot. Like they're spoke at my summit. I like them. <laughs> they're good people. I love it. It's women owned. <laughs> um, so I, I, I feel like you just decide on the core focus and then that's the software kind of, I guess, that you would, that you would center it around. Like, so for example, I've got someone else in my, in my uh, membership who has an idea for her membership and she, I'm like, she needs to just be on Facebook because it's like where people will be. Mm-hmm. It's where her crowd will be. They won't probably have a huge issue with Facebook. And if, if there are, there's a plenty of people in the world who could join her program, that it wouldn't be a problem. And it's just the simplest because people don't engage as much off of Facebook. But if you're very specific on what it is, you can, you've got to pick a really great community for it. But I, so that's the number one thing because you can't, there's no one place. You've mentioned a few. Uh, also, none of these things are got all things to all no. people. Like it, it really isn't. Like we're habitualized to use Facebook. Some people don't like it. It's still going to get you more engagement regardless. Are you willing to let them go and be like, you know, it's okay. Like more people will engage. Or do you have other things that are more important? And therefore, if you do have a community, it's as an aside on a platform that people are less familiar with. Yeah. So it just depends. Like I'm happy with Mighty Networks because if people really want to post a question or comment, great. But I don't really care if they engage because they're all engaged on the calls. Yeah. So that's the number one thing to figure out really. And there isn't really all in one. Like I know they say they are like Thinkific has community and courses and so do other places, but it still doesn't mean people will use it. I haven't seen the community side of it yet. Like I don't know how I mean, I know Circle's a new one and it looks more like Facebook, which I think makes it more kind of potentially popular because it's got that same, but I, so that's all. I think that's it. That's all you do. You don't, and here's the thing, memberships evolve. If you're doing a great job, your membership's not going to look anything like it does now in 12 months. I agree. I think that's, I mean, a good tip in general. Like you don't have to have all your ducks in a row. Cause they're never honestly going to ever be in a row. One's going to float off to the left and one's going to go to the right. But I think that that's a really great point is that just start it. Like, even if it's a, yeah. you know, you start a Facebook group and you, you know, you send out weekly emails or you do a zoom call once a week or whatever you want, however you want it to look. I think we have this idea in our head that it has to look like what we see so-and-so doing on theirs or, like I mentioned the Jasmine star one, like she's got a team of people doing that for her. She's had it custom built on this platform. Like I'm never going to have a membership that looks like that right this second. And that's okay. And maybe you start something and it grows to that, or maybe you start something and it evolves to something completely different than, you know, what you had envisioned, but it's better than what you'd envisioned. I think you just have to be willing to say, this is how I'm starting it. And I'm going to yeah. figure out what works best. Start start with what you need right now. That's the thing. We can't start with the vision of what uh, we haven't evolved to do mm-hmm. or to be or, or like it's just because you don't know like you don't know what what your membership will be like because it might start out as 
like it might start out as like teaching something and then it might turn into the community and then that is more important and then you do some more community oriented things and i think you you can't really you can have a vision that gets ex- you inspired and excited but then you kind of have to let it go and then start the now and then just really pay attention and see what people want and see what's working and see how you feel but one of the words of caution I don't think that because you add more stuff, it's going to look better and people will buy it more because first of all, you might not want to deliver all that over time for a few people if it just starts Mm -hmm. that way and that's going to make you hate it. (laughs) So you can't, it's got to be sustainable. And I think that's why people are like, I'm shutting down the membership is because they've offered way too much. They don't have enough people or they haven't had a compelling enough value proposition to keep people in it or they're offering different things that people want more. I mean, there's all these reasons, Right. Keep it simple. Like I even had one thing that I actually took out <laughs> because as soon as people bought it, and I had like the amount of people that bought it, I was like, and now one person turned to a private, so it's like I only have four active in it now. I took out the hot seat. I was going to give a hot seat once a month, but it's like when there's ten to twenty people, I will have a hot seat. But for now, everyone gets the time to talk, so it's like I'm not going to add another a fourth meeting in a month when they're getting plenty. So go minimal. I I and my program. I have a membership design program called like minimum viable membership for the whole purpose of the fact that when we design our membership, like anything in our business, we have to design the, I like the, the one that works the best for us. We need to get creative. We also need to figure out the marketing for it. And it needs to be simple. It's like, we're not going to hustle. We're going to come up with a plan that we can do and that will work and that will get us started. And then with that enthusiasm, we can go out there and go for more. Yes. So that's, that's yep. it. That's the secret to business. And exactly. I agree. Like the, I mean, the simplicity piece of it, I think is key because, and I always say like shiny thing syndrome, it's so easy to go start Googling memberships and all of these things will come up telling you, you need to have this, you need to buy this, you need to invest in this platform, you need all these things. And you start to think, well, that you get that mindset of why well, I need to have X, Y, or Z. Well, no, you don't need to have that. You can build a membership with something as simple as, like I said, like an email list and a Zoom call, you know? I mean, obviously you yeah. can have more advanced than that too, but don't overcomplicate it and stop yourself from doing anything because that analysis paralysis is real too, where you start. Well, the whole point too. Yeah. Is like you're not you're not developing a course that you launch all at once and get a whole bunch of people into and have and that's the whole beauty of it is that you get to scale without building it and then hope they will come. You can build it as you go, and that's a way more sustainable way to grow a business or launch something. And in fact, you might even turn into a course down the road. But it's like let let yourself figure it out. Like give yourself a break because you cannot follow a million multi-million dollar business owners model. And we got to get over this idea that those are our leaders right now because they are not our leaders. Our leaders are the people who are like one step ahead or three steps ahead, not 10. And I think you and I would probably both agree that, you know, taking all these programs, I mean, I haven't taken that many (laughs) because of my whole like issue with it um, is that we we're learning from people who are at a different phase and everything isn't quite the same. It's not up close and personal. So how can we do that? Like our memberships are going to be up close and personal, even if they're lower priced. Yeah. They just are. But I mean, I'm, I'm a big believer. I'd rather price higher and get 
maybe lot more less less and more committed people. And that's my kind of pricing philosophy. And that's also, I've been in business for a while. I've had a lot of life experience, so I'm there. But it's got to kind of, you know, you, you can decide to do what you want. You can decide the business model you want. You know, it's okay. Well, that's the like, beauty of owning your own business is there really are no rules. There's no hard and fast rules. You do what works for you. You price the way that works for you. You build it out yeah. the way that works for you and you change it when you need to change it. So, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Lisa, thank you so much. This has been like super helpful. I've taken like so many notes. I've, as you were talking all the time, I was like jotting, like turn the page, write more. Um, and like I said, you know, I selfishly, I wanted to have you on to kind of pick your brain about my own failures in that area. But I think that I've gotten a lot of things to think about. And I, I definitely think that anyone listening to this, who's been considering memberships would take away a lot of value from say, so thank you so much for that. So tell people how they can find you if they want to get in touch with you, follow you, maybe even work with you at some point. What are some ways they can get in touch with you? Yeah, so on my website is Scaling Deep. And I, if you're interested in memberships, so I would suggest go to scalingdeep.com forward slash um, design. And I'm going to have a presentation on everything I talked about is how to design your membership. Uh, like asking some critical questions and how to get started on it. So I would say that's a great place. And if memberships isn't your jam right now, then just come over and listen to my podcast, Scaling Deep Podcast. I've got all kinds of topics that I go through about, especially the early ones on how to like position your brand and how to figure out your messaging and all these critical like foundational pieces. So that's another thing. And then of late, I'm kind of getting more topical on things like transparency and ethics and thought leadership and kind of playing more in that realm. But yeah, that's another great place to find me. Perfect. And again, evolving as you go. So starting off with one thing and evolving to something else. So Well, Lisa, thank you so much. This has been such a great conversation. I know I'm walking away with so many things to think about. So thank you for your time. Thank you for your expertise. And I look forward to keeping up with you and chatting again in the future. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, have a wonderful day and we'll talk soon. Thank you again, Lisa, for being part of the Girl Means Business family, for sharing your wisdom and your thoughts and your knowledge with us. We really appreciate it. One of the best ways to let our guests know that you appreciate the value and the time they've given here on the show is to go follow them on social media, send them a quick message or share a screenshot and tag them to let them know that you heard about them here on the Girl Means Business podcast and that you appreciated what they had to share. And if you like today's episode or any of the other episodes here on the Girl Means Business podcast, I highly encourage you to take just a second to leave us a review over on iTunes. I read every review that y'all leave and it makes my heart so happy. It just completely makes my day when new reviews pop up. So if you're loving this free content that you're getting through the podcast, please take a second to go leave a review and let us know. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Have a wonderful week and I will see you back here next week. Same time, same place.